Hello, everybody. Jim Malone coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. Well, it is Thursday, and the market has made some great strides. Wow. Boy, I tell you what, um, today was a very, very good day. I mean, the market is up. Um, chip makers were showing a lot of strength, and, um, you know, just looking uh, looking like a rebound, nice little rebound after yesterday's sell-off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it's they're definitely money moving to the NASDAQ. And that's that's key because we're seeing, you know, we're seeing strength in some of the chip makers like NVIDIA, um, several that I have, Rambus uh, on Semiconductor. And it just seems like that's the tech part of the part of, part of the market in tech that's working really, really well right now. So real interesting stuff going on. Just wanted to show you the overall market conditions. Uh, the Dow is up. Uh, the the S&P is up, but what's most important is we finally got some strength in the NASDAQ. So they're starting to be, at least for right now, some money moving to the NASDAQ. So that is a good thing because that's where all the growth stocks live and that's where all the tech stocks live. Primarily, they're in the NASDAQ. We uh, This is the third of the major indexes that's been sort of lagging a little bit, uh, but we're starting to see some very nice action on it. The relative strength line here, I just want to show you that, is moving higher, which is a good thing. This is a very, very key little little squiggle down there. It has been trading really low, uh, you know, uh, and it has been going down really since mid-March, but it's starting to make some strength. We're now above, we're now above that 50-day line, so that's really, really key. And uh, we had some nice strength today, so hopefully we can continue, and it looks like, uh, you know, Maybe, and you know, you never can tell, but it looks like we may have bottomed on the NASDAQ, which would be great because that means that uh, hopefully we're going to get some money flowing back into the NASDAQ. Now, it's still not a broad-based rally. Most of the um, things that are working right now are in the resource sector, and then we also have some things that are working. Uh, you know, it's just starting in tech really, really, really nascent. It's not really there yet for tech, but... Um, that's starting to work as well. So uh, real interesting. Here's my small portfolio. Everything for today is green. I've been, uh, um, you know, I've been allocating it this week. Uh, we went from basically almost no allocations at all in the small portfolio to where we're, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting allocated here, which is really nice. It's really nice to be able to put some money to work. Just wanted to uh, point out several things. I do have one tech that's not a chip, and that's Arista Network, ANET, and it's doing quite well. It's up 7.86% in seven days, looking pretty good. Uh, I do have sort of a safety play there, and that's Berkshire. I've had it for about three weeks. It's up about 6.83%, which is nice. Now, the small portfolio that I'm talking about, this is a demonstration portfolio. I'm actually trading this portfolio, but uh, it allows you to see how I trade, and basically the way I work is with a position trade and then also trying to buy stuff as they're breaking out. So we also have Hess in there. That's also doing very well. We've had it for seven days. It's up about 6.51%, uh, which is looking good. Uh, we did buy AMD yesterday. Thank goodness it was a good buy. Uh, we're up about 2.9% uh, uh, in, in, in AMD. Now, the chips have been strong. Uh, you know, I was really questioning whether AMD was going to make it make a turn. I don't know if it's going to kind of hold here, but uh, definitely uh, made a turn for the turn for the better. Finally, um, just kind of give you a, a, an idea of the chart here. We had a key level. You can see where my buy point was right on that 200-day line. Basically, that is uh, that that is about uh, you know that's that's about the two that's about the 200-day line. Let's see if I can show you here. Yeah, there we go. All right. So that's the 200-day line there. And uh, we bought yesterday on a pullback to the 200-day line. And we got a very, very nice bounce out of that one. AMD is uh, looking fairly good right now. It's got a checklist. I want to show you this of 89%. The only thing it's failing on, of course, is that it's well below its all-time high. And uh, it's tough to buy them, buy these stocks off of their 200-day line, but hopefully we'll get a nice reversal here. Uh, above this uh, above this level, so I'm hoping that it's going to be the case for AMD. AMD, of course, one of the leading chip stocks, along with 
NVIDIA. Um, also, uh, Quanta Services, this is a, a PWR. We did add to this position a little bit. We bought it yesterday. We've been, we've been looking at it for, for possible ads. What this is, is an oil field service company, and it seems to be doing fairly well. We're up uh, basically 2.38% in one day. So that's not looking bad. Um, Costco, we were up on Costco Wholesale. This is my only retail exposure right now. Um, you know, we are experiencing a lot of inflation in the market. Uh, this is symbol COST. Uh, let's take a look real quick at the live chart for Costco. Um, we do think that uh, there's going to be a lot of replacement of the higher priced grocery stores, such as Whole Foods. And I think that potentially Costco will get a lot of the business. Now, the question is, can we buy it here? Well, absolutely, because we are in a buy zone uh, right now. Above about, uh, there's a there's a, a pivot level about four, 571. That's what it's looking like. We bought right into the, right as it was moving into the pivot. Strong after hours, but again, this is not a, this is not a fast horse, pretty slow horse. This one has a fairly good checklist as well. Uh, seven out of nine or 78% on that checklist. So it's looking pretty decent as a buy there. Um, on the technicals for Costco, we are just slightly above the 10-day line, 1.84% above that 10-day line. And that's a good place possibly to line up. It's above the 10-day line. It's in the buy zone and uh, looking fairly good on that. We do have, of course, as, we, as, you, as you've been watching me for any amount of time, You'll know that we do very carefully place the stop loss. The stop loss is placed right below the buy point, and currently, um, and, and currently, the stop loss is right here at this level, at about five thirty, five uh, twenty, five thirty-five. Approximately where the stop loss was giving us uh, some protection, but it does appear that uh, Costco is moving higher. Um, but uh, again, it's my retail exposure right now. I do have some exposure to the resources. We don't know about this one. This is St. Joe Company. It was looking very, very good uh, two days ago. It's up a little bit, but it is definitely lacking. The other ones, of course, this is the largest property owner in terms of raw land in the state of Florida. Symbol of this one is Joe, J-O-E. I love that symbol. That's right. Joe and Bro, those are, those are the two that I really like this symbol on. But this one is Joe, St. Joseph's Company. It's unfortunately a little bit extended. I did buy it extended, probably not a good idea. Uh, but uh, we did have this long pullback, and then we just pulled right above 5829, which is the top of the buy zone. So this is pulled back a little bit, kind of expected, uh, but uh, you know, still looking very, very good on the checklist. 100% on the checklist for St. Joseph. So this is the this is the kind of going over quickly over the um, small portfolio. All right, um, just wanted to give you a, a look see at all of the stocks currently that I have. Now I have quite a few, I, and they're all green today. It's amazing that doesn't usually happen. And I have I'm probably going to be thinning the hedges here a little bit because uh, it does look like we're, we're getting some nice growth. But as you know. Just like in gardening, when you prune <laughs> and you take the you when you prune the, when you prune it, you typically get better growth. Currently, I'm in several stocks. Berkshire Hathaway, of course, that's up about 1.21 percent today. Quanta Services, that's also that's the oil field services company. We're up on that one. Costco, of course, we talked about that. Hess, uh, just up slightly, not a lot. This is my oil play. I did have Oxtail Petroleum, but I did sell Oxy into strength. Let's take a look at Hess to see if it's viable. I don't think it's viable at this level. I have to just take a look at the chart. And this is always a good idea when you're looking to buy a stock. You want to look at that chart first to see kind of the direction that it's moving in. The, the live chart for Hess is quite extended. So unfortunately, we probably can't buy Hess at this point. We did buy it just as it was exiting the buy zone. And it has moved up from there. So we really probably cannot buy it past, even though it does have 89% checklist. So that's pretty darn good. But right now, it's not viable at these levels just because it's so far extended. Um, Arista Networks, we talked about that one a little bit. Unfortunately, that's not viable. 
let's look at global Foundries GFS. This is a stock that is that may benefit, unfortunately, from the tensions in the Chinese, uh, you know, in the China Sea uh, with Taiwan. Um, this is an alternative to Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, based in the U.S. And uh, it is a relatively recent issue, but it's based on older uh, foundries that were put together, sort of in a sort of in an old-fashioned trust. So, I'm, I'm uh, this one I, I think has some very good potential. Relatively new stock. Uh, we did pass the buy point. We're still in the buy zone on this one. Uh, the buy point on the 7325. And what that means is, uh, it from the buy point up for about five percent. That's where. You potentially could buy it. I did on the 18th buy a full position at 73.96. Currently, it's at 76.50. So we are up a little bit after an hour. And I do think that we're going to see it break out of this consolidation and move higher. So this one is still actionable if you're interested. This is in the chip foundry business, not the chip business. These people make the chips. Uh, it's got a 89% checklist. And it's looking fairly good. The semiconductor manufacturers uh, have been moving up a little bit. This is one of them that I think that, you know, bears your attention. So take a look at it. GFS is the symbol there for that one. Um, we also, of course, are in the Invesco CCG Trust. If you just want to kind of just put your toe in the water, um, this one might work for you as well. This is the QQQ. It's basically the NASDAQ 100. So... 100 largest stocks in the NASDAQ. Now, the advantage of buying an ETF like the QQQ is that you can get the entire sector. You can get everything that's in that's in the that, that you can get everything that's in the NASDAQ, and that can be potentially a very, very good, very, very good move. Here we go. I was fooling around with the camera there. Now we've got it. Now we've got it going. This one's starting to reverse higher. Uh, we definitely have a nice movement on this one. Uh, this has come above the reversal line, and I do believe that we're going to start to see some more strength in the NASDAQ based on this, but you never can tell. This is another way that you can possibly, um, you know, this is, this is another way you can possibly uh, move into the move to the stock. I also have Alpha Omega Semiconductor. This one has been a superstar. I haven't had it for that many days. I mean, I've had this one for almost a little over a week, but it has been a it has been a tremendous, uh, tremendous stock. So, symbol on this one is A O S L, Alpha Omega Semi, and uh, I think this one is out of the buy range. Unfortunately, it's a little bit extended here. So, really, unfortunately, we can't really buy this one. I was a buy. I was a buyer on the twenty third. At 66.32, it's currently 65.70. Uh, that was my second buy. I made an initial buy before it reached the buy point at uh, 56.63. Then I added to the position as it moved above that buy point. Now, if you can start your position below that buy point, then you can add as it comes above that. And that's what exactly what I did here. Now, with Alpha Omega, this obviously has a 100% checklist. This area of the market, semiconductors, is getting a lot of love right now. This is in the semiconductor fabulous area. This is uh, where AMD is. This is where uh, Intel is. All the, all the big companies are you know, kind of in this area. This one is doing a little bit better than some of the bigger uh, chip companies just because it's coming off of a much, much smaller base. Uh, and uh, it is the one that... Uh, I decided to lead, to lead with. Um, now, uh, in terms of the oils, I do have one oil company. It's just up not a whole lot, five cents. The oil prices have been moderating. This has been the best sector uh, so far this year. It's been the oil sector. And uh, so right now, uh, we're looking at a situation where this one is still in the buy zone. I definitely think we're going to still, because of inflation, we're going to have a lot of uh, action in this area. So um, there's there's areas in the market that I think you ought to look at. I think this country is facing a diesel shortage very shortly, and that will benefit the refiners. So this may be, uh, you know, we've been in the explorers primarily. That's OVD. There's people that drill for oil. 
But now I think we're going to rotate, and some of the refiners may do very, very well. You might want to look at Valero and several of the other ones there. I have a position in Hess. That's a refiner uh, as well as a marketer. So uh, there are a number of uh, there are a number of companies in that area. I do expect, unfortunately, that we are probably going to see a uh, uh, essentially a shortage, not a shortage, but a but a very constrained supply of diesel. So that's one thing you got to look for out there. I do have some. Uh, you know, everything, unfortunately, is not coming up all roses. I do have this iron condor option trade, which I'm going to have to close. It's uh, on United Health, UNH. I'm going to have to close this one. Why? Because it just didn't quite work out as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I put in the closing entry and, uh, you know, it's basically like this. Uh, we're going to put in the closing entry by selling the 14th April 420 call. We're going to buy to close the 4.30, we're going to buy the 5.10 uh, April call and sell the 5.20. This will close the position. In order to, if the cost to do this, to close this will be $530. And we originally saved her a credit for $368. So we will probably, ex we will probably expect a loss from this trade of about $162. Not terrible, but uh, I think it's a good time to close now. Why? Because it looks as if uh, UNH is going to go higher, and this trade only works, it basically only works up to $513. And currently, guess what? We are at $513. So we, if it stays level, we could break even on this trade, but I think it's probably a good time to possibly look at closing, and that's why I'm doing that here. We'll see if we get a fill on this, but uh, this is the chart of United Health. So it looks like it's going to exceed my expectations. Unfortunately, this iron condor will not work. So I'm going to go ahead and try to close it. Uh, we'll see if we get a fill tomorrow. Made this decision late today. But if we do, we will end up getting, unfortunately, a loss of $162. So you can't always. I just want you to be mindful that uh, you know it's better to take a smaller loss and control your losses. That's always the important thing here. Uh, just like with um, uh, you know, just 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 like with the stocks, you want to control the losses. Now the loss uh, losses are a little bit different when it comes to option plays. I typically like to cap my losses at about 25% of the risk, so no more than that. And that's why I am going to be closing that trade and hopefully uh, that will that is the right idea um, now before we get into your before we get into your questions let's take a look uh, at the exclusive free March 2022 ready list this is a great place to look now that we're in an um, uptrending market this is a very good place to look for potential candidates and I've definitely taken several of the buys that I've made off of this ready list and uh, it's available. It's easy to get. All you have to do is go to this address that's on the screen right now. And that's HTTPS colon slash slash bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash ETF 0099. That's pretty really easy to remember. And uh, this will give you access to the ready list that I am currently using to pick the stocks that I am buying. Now, what I do is on the ready list doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to buy it, but it does mean that I'm, I'm considering it if certain things happen. The main thing, of course, being that it's, uh, it, it's reversing higher or it's moving through a buy point. And that's kind of where I get my idea. So it's a way of shrinking that universe of stocks out there and getting something that will really work for you. So uh, definitely uh, strongly recommend, uh, you know, strongly recommend um, going to the uh, uh, and, and getting the, uh, the, the list. Uh, again, you can just do this by going to www Dallas Trading Floor as well. That uh, also has buttons that you can click on there. By the way, if you go to www Dallas Trading Floor, we do have our exclusive Discord room, and that's available there. You can find out more about that as well. Um, and uh, it's definitely worthwhile taking a look at uh, as well. 
If you're looking on TikTok, super easy. All you have to do is go to my profile and click on that, and you'll be able to see, not only be able to see the charts that I'm showing, but you'll be able to sign up for the free trailer. So without further ado, thank you, everybody, for for uh, for taking, taking a look. And the first question, of course, is on Tesla. And, uh, and Jay wants to know if it's going to hit for uh, uh, 10.40. I don't know if Tesla's going to hit that. But let's kind of take a look at the chart, and that will give us kind of a better uh, look-see kind of in information to see kind of that. So I'm going to going to show you the chart here. For uh, this is the Tesla chart, and uh, you know we've made this beautiful. We've reversed above that trend line, and that was the, that's the reversal line. So we're definitely there. It's pulling back a little bit after hours. So this is one thing you've got to be, uh, you know, you've, you've got to be looking at. I'm looking for a close effectively above a thousand, which is definitely which is definitely what we've got here, and I'm looking for it to hold that. The question is, can it go to 10:40 tomorrow? I'm not sure if it can go to 10:40, but one of the things I do know is that definitely it's starting to see some support of the thousand. That's a key level for um, for Tesla. So I definitely think we have, uh, you know, we definitely have some support at a thousand, and that's key because. We want to start looking at this as a possible floor. So, uh, you know, Tesla support uh, is at 1,000, and uh, hopefully that will that will hold. And if it does, then that possibly could could form a very nice um, a very nice starting point to start reacquiring uh, reacquiring. As you can see. I was stopped out of Tesla way back here in October at 1010, at just $1,010. So I do believe this is a key level. Uh, I was then again stopped, I then entered back, I tried to enter back at, at 150. I was stopped out again and I gave up. So now that we've come all the way back, it's taken really from October here to, to March. And we can hold this point. We probably are going to continue up there. So, all of this kind of mountaintop here. <laughs> this is kind of like a mountaintop here. All of this, you see, uh, we now we, we had to come all the way back down, and now we've faced out. So I think that now we're ready, hopefully, to move higher. Now, don't do do expect it to kind of make perky jerky movements because it when it when it came back, it came back very very steep. So. It's got to. Uh, it, it's it's got to. Um, uh, it's got to, to to mellow out here a little bit. It's came up very steep. Hopefully, it can hold the thousand there and then move move higher. So, my question is, uh, you know, you know, my my take on this, Jay, is that will it hit thousand um, forty? I don't know. But the more important thing, I think you got to ask the question is, will it hold a thousand? That's a very very key level. For um, you know, for the stock, because if it does hold, if it does hold a thousand, then I do think we're going to be in a pretty good space, uh, and we can possibly start acquiring and pushing up our position in Tesla. If this happens, hopefully I will have uh, uh, you know a spread trade for you that so you can you can uh, you can make money as it goes up. But I do I want I want for Tesla. I want to have it stabilized at about a thousand, and that's where I think it can start a new, uh, a new movement upwards. So that's where I want to see. That's where I want to see the, um, you know, that's that's where I want to see the strength, uh, the, the support is at a thousand, and then once we have that, then I think we can go higher. So do expect a, um, you know, if if that happens, uh, then hopefully we will be able to. Um, to, to, to move up from there. So if you're interested, I will probably be putting this out to the people that are on the action trailer. It's easy to do that. Just go to www.dallastrading.com. So let's take a question from TikTok. Thank you for holding. Uh, and let's see. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yes, it just keeps complaining. Yeah. Oh, invite another host to go live. Um uh, It'll never crash again. Don't ever say never. Please don't say that, because it always does. 
All right, let's look at Upstart. Now, Upstart, this is an area of the tech market that has not done as well. And this is sort of the software enterprise area, uh, even though Upstart is in the credit scoring business. A lot of competition in that business. Uh, and Upstart, unfortunately, doesn't look nearly as good as we'd like to, as, as the other areas. It is starting starting to to move in a, in a better way, but I still wouldn't be a buyer here. What's happened is, as you can see from this black line there, that's the 200-day moving average. It's getting relatively flat. Now, what you want to look on this 200-day line, there's several key things that you can see on this line. One of the things is if this is pointed upwards, that means that the that there's potentially money moving into the stock, uh, but it's pretty much flat. And the 40-day line, the 59 line, is crossed below it. This is what they call the death cross right there. When the 50-day the line moves below the 200-day line, this means that in the short term, people are selling. So we don't want to see that. Um, and, and fortunately, that is starting to moderate. It, it's been There's been a lot of selling, as you can see. And then now it's starting to level out. So the question is, if this line starts to move in an upward direction, starts to point upwards, then we can possibly start looking at, uh, you know, at potentially getting back in. If you look at the volume here, this is the volume down here. There has been a ton of 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 um, of, of, of selling because on these day on these down days, it's just been, there's been, I'm sorry, a ton of buying here. You can see these blue bars are matching up, meaning that there's a lot. There's somebody buying in here. The question is who? I don't know who is buying at this level, but we're definitely getting support. Um, but I, I, it's too early for me to be to be a buyer here. Um, Sixty-seven percent on the checklist uh, is 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 not very good. On the technicals, we are we're above the ten-day line, but we're below the the twenty-one day and the two hundred. So. Here's the thing, if um, uh, I don't have that high a conviction in Upstart, it's still a good, it's still a good uh, stock potentially, but it's got, and here's the problem with Upstart. Here's the problem when you buy down here below this 200-day line. There's a lot of people that bought up here, you see, and when it gets up close to this line, these people are gonna try to sell. So this is what they call overhead supply. We don't, we don't like to see overhead supply because it limits the upward potential on the stock. So um, basically, um, right now for Upstart, UPST, uh, it has um, UPST, it has what they call overhead supply. And overhead supply is that as the stock starts to move up, a lot of these people here that were here are trapped. And those people that are trapped are going to probably try to sell, and that's going to limit the upward potential on this one. So, with the upward, with the with the um, overhead supply in this one, I think you just got to pass for now on upstart. It just that's that's just one of the uh, you know that that's just one of the things. It's just I think right now it's not ready to go. So I would pass on Upstart right now. I would not buy, I would not be a buyer at this level. Um, all right, crypto is for clouds. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You can make money in crypto and um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great thing. What I like to do with crypto is I like to use ETFs that invest in crypto. One of the ones that I really like is the GBTC. I'll show you that in just a second. That is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. GBTC, and that holds approximately 4% of the world's Bitcoin. And it's an ETF so that you can actually invest in it. Now, here's the problem with the, here's the, problem with the market uh, for Grayscale Bitcoin, the Bitcoin market in particular. It's very volatile. Right now, it's trading below that 200-day line. Now, this is the ETF, not Bitcoin itself, but still with a relative strength of 27 there's still some trouble in River City here. I would not be as aggressive in Bitcoin or in crypto right now based on this based on this chart. Now, when we start to get some more strength, then maybe, but now this doesn't seem to be quite as good a time. I can't quite figure out why that is the case. 
But, you know, it's the funny thing about these charts, um, I was seeing a lot of action in the fertilizer stocks. And this was before the Russia-Ukraine war. And it was strange. I was like, why in the heck was, was companies like Nutrien doing so well? Well, it just, it just so happens that the stock market uh, is a forward-looking indicator. And if you learn how to read the charts, um, you can see uh, things that you know you don't aren't, aren't apparent. Uh, aren't apparent. And one of them, of course, is that we're in a situation now where um, there's probably gonna, not going to be a planting of wheat in the Ukraine this year. Unfortunately, a lot of people are going to suffer because of this. But the people that can plant wheat are going to use a lot of fertilizer and they're going to plant a lot more of it. That's why the fertilizers are going up. I want to show you a uh, chart of Nutrient, NCR. That's the name of the company. Uh, and I did sell it when it moved to the, what they call the, the, the profit-taking zone. I typically like to, you know, when, when I'm up 20% in the stock, I typically am selling it or get lightening up. Now, this may give us another chance to get back in. Nutrient was up again, and uh, after hours, it's at 107.75. Not really the greatest place to buy it here, but that kind of tells you that this area of the market, believe it or not, is doing very, very well. Agricultural chemicals right now is the fifth, number five out of 197 in terms of, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of areas of the market that... Uh, are getting invested, investors. So agricultural chemicals, nutrients a leader in that. But unfortunately, we can't buy it because I told you all these things. I said, you know, Jim, well, why you tell me that you can't buy it? Well, it's extended. And, and, and when a stock is extended, it makes it much more difficult to buy it. But that kind of just gives you uh, an idea. All right, uh, let's take a look at Google. And of course, Google is going to be splitting 20 for one and the interesting thing about Google is that Google will have two classes of stock that split. Now, normally, there's only one class of stock that splits, but the A shares and the C shares are going to be splitting uh, for Alphabet. Of course, that's what Google is. I mean, I, I call it Google because that's the old name. Uh, but basically, we have, you know, it's come off of that 200-day moving average. It's down a little bit. But I think we're gonna. It's gonna make a move to the top of the consolidation, which is a little over three thousand. So expect Google in the next month or two to move from about twenty eight hundred to about three thousand. That's where I think it's gonna go. Uh, you know that that's that's where I think it's very very likely to go. I'm gonna try to probably put together a spread trade on this one. But that is what I'm look. That is what I'm looking at. There's resistance from Google at about three thousand. So. The question is, what can you do here? Well, I do think this is starting finally, finally, finally to reverse higher. Um, if, you, if we kind of draw a reversal line, and this isn't really a good one because we had this uptrend here, but I think that this, it's more likely that this is the reversal line <laughs> rather, than the, rather than, the, than the peak. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set an alert on this reversal line. And I do think that we are above yeah, I do think I do think we're above that. So, really, the the um, the buy point is about at thirty thirty. So, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I'm checking all these things. I do believe that before we get to the, uh, I think in the in the in oncoming months. Now, remember, July first is the date of record for Google. So, if we own Google by July first, we'll get twenty shares. We'll get 19 shares for every one that we own. So I do think that between now and then, we're likely to get a movement of about 200 points. So about not quite 10%. I think it's going to be 8 to 9% between then and then. So this makes for a very potentially good uh, spread, like a bear call spread. I mean, a bull call spread. So I'm going to look possibly for a bull call spread. This is a options play on on Alphabet. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, what I'm what I'm looking at there for this. So stay tuned. And of course, you got to be. You know, hopefully, I'm going to put putting that out for everybody. But that's a just a potential. I'm I'm kind of I've got to evaluate that trade for myself. 
haven't decided yet, but I do think that very likely that Google, now that it's turned the corner, it's above that 200-day line, very, very likely that it will hit 3,000. And that would be by July 1st. And why July 1st? Well, July 1st is the date of record. And that on that day, if you own one share of Google, you will receive 19 shares uh, in trade. So you'll get 20 shares. Now, typically the way splits work and they trade is that they trade up to the day of record. And then after that, they typically will pull back. But that's a discussion for, more, for another time. <laughs> but that's what I kind of expect. I expect it to move, uh, Google to move up to about 30, 30, 30, 30. And that will end from right now at 28.22. So we're looking at approximately, I believe, about a 200-point move between now and July 1st, which is the date of record for Google. So um, I'm going to try to put together an options trade, hopefully to capture that. And uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's look at the uh, Walmart WMT. Of course, this is the, um, you know, Walmart is interesting because I do think that they're likely to benefit, unfortunately, from the inflation. A lot of people are going to be shopping at Walmart. Now, I love shopping at Walmart, but a lot of people that have been shopping at the higher price stores, you know, the Albertsons of the world, if you're, if you're here in Texas or in California, the Safeways, those kind of stores, very nice stores. A lot of them are going to be probably going to Walmart. Um, so it's likely that we'll see an increase. But here's the problem with the food business. The food business is highly dependent. It's highly dependent on, um, it's, it's just highly dependent on diesel fuel. Why? Because everything has to go in a truck. And because of the fact that diesel fuel is going up, the margins at a place like Walmart are going to be squeezed. So, I think that Walmart is going to just, you know, suck it up and 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 run its margins almost to zero. So I am not as bullish on Walmart as I am on, on Costco, uh, and there's there's a lot of reasons for that. Mainly because Costco is getting a little bit a little bit more less price sensitive customers. They're both price sensitive, but I think Costco potentially has a better a better opportunity in this time of inflation than Walmart does. Not to say that Walmart's, Walmart's bad, but here's the thing about the, the stores. Uh, the major uh, discounters are going to see sales drop off. Why? Because people just are not going to have as much money based on the inflation. And the, the inflation that I'm really seeing, of course, is the inflation in the cost of diesel fuel. The cost of diesel fuel will make everything more expensive that has to be delivered on a truck, and that's about everything. <laughs> There's a few things that don't have to be, but the majority of things in this world are delivered by truck. Uh, trucks use diesel, uh, even though we would like it if they didn't. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. So here's the thing on on um, Walmart. Long story on this, but I'm looking at a relatively weak checklist for such a good uh, stock. So I'm going to have to say pass on Walmart, at least for now. Uh, I would not be a buyer of Walmart based on this. Uh, the chart is looking a way too choppy for me. Uh, let's see if we can go to, to the weekly chart. It's 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 trading within a range, and it does look like it's reversed, and it may go higher if if we're looking at that. But it's it, no way is this really going to move probably above um, about uh, 152. We're currently at 142, so we're only only looking about 20 points uh, that has a potential, and then it's going to run into some resistance. So. Yes, it is going to. It is moving higher, but you know it's sort of in this range. It's trading within this range from down here, basically, to about uh, trading from about down here, and it's touched there. It's it's bounced up to here. So we have a little bit more to go. We we have we have we have a little bit more to go, but on but but I don't think that this one is nearly as good as Costco. Let's take a look at Costco and compare. Just so that I'm not all wet. Of course, some of this is, you know, just it's just my my looksy at it. But this is the uh, Costco TLST. Of course, is the symbol for Costco. There we go, Costco wholesale. Now, here's why I like Costco better than Walmart. Why? Right? Because it has come all, all the way down. It's 
it's moved, it's, it's formed a cup pattern. That means it's had a long enough time to consolidate. And now it's starting to make its move up to its, its higher high. So I definitely like Costco better here than I like. Walmart, and it's, it just has to do with the chart pattern and, the, and, the, and, and where it's located in that chart pattern. This is the daily chart for um, for Costco. We are currently in a buy zone. I did make a buy here at uh, 549.28. We're at 556.32. So we're definitely in the buy zone here. And I do think that Costco is likely to outperform Target uh, and Walmart. But let's look at Target as well. GGT, let's see for Brian what the deal is. Now, Target, as you can see on this chart, this chart doesn't work as well as the charts for Costco and Walmart. So I would avoid Target. Why? Because it's trading below its 200-day line. And also, this is something I have to point out here, it has the death cross, meaning that the 50-day line has moved below the 200-day line. This shows weakness in the chart and I would avoid uh, Target. So of these three, uh, and, uh, you know, of these three, I would avoid Target. That's TTT. I would a neutral on Walmart uh, and positive. Positive on Costco. And the reason, of course, is uh, Costco is in the buy zone. So buying stocks that's in the buy zone has a higher chance of success than oops, uh, buying, buying stocks in uh, the buy zone has a higher chance of success. So for Target, I would avoid Target for right now. Uh, I'm neutral on Walmart, but I'm positive on Costco because Costco is in a buy zone. So if you're looking to get retail exposure, this is a good way to do it. And with retail, I think that it's always better to, to, to find the leader in the, in the space. So Costco right now is looking better than Walmart or um, than Walmart or um, um, or. Uh, Target, but they're they're all good. But uh, I just think Costco is going to be your better, better bet there. All right, Cameron is asking, <laughs> what about Zim? Zim shipping, of course. Zim is the Israeli national um, uh, uh, shipping line. It started at about forty-seven. It hasn't done anything for years and years. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, have things changed in the shipping business? Right now, we're in a period of time where you know the shippers are working and uh, uh but what happened with with uh, you know but but the question is you know jim well yeah the shippers are working but what's going on with zim i mean it's it's down today what what gives well what gives is uh we came through earnings we did we did very very well we got it we got a huge we, we we got a we got a huge dividend they made a huge amount of money and this was readjusted, and this is what's going on here, saying, well, 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 this doesn't make sense. Why is it dropping so much if they're making money? Well, this was adjusted for its dividend. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you kind of what's going on in terms of the dividend. The let, they went through earnings, and, boy, they had some great earnings, but they also had a huge dividend. And this dividend basically skewed the price of the stock. As you can see, uh, the price-to-earnings ratio on this is two. Wow, that's incredible. Can you believe it? There's almost no stocks that have price-to-earnings ratio of two. That means the stock cost, you know, if the stock cost uh, $70, the dividend is 35 That's incredible. Um, and uh, it's just, it's the return on equity has been, well, pretty phenomenal, 191%. So the cash flow, and this is the yearly cash flow here, we're looking at six uh, at, at $38.02. So if you double that, that would be a PE of two, you get approximately the price at about $72. Well, the question is, when you pay out a, a dividend like that, what happens to the stock? Well, it goes down. 
And the reason it goes down, of course, is because um, it's now uh, they've paid out that money, and, and uh, that then you know now they're going to have to now it's going to have to readjust and and go for it. The question is, what do you do? Well, um, the best thing to do is kind of what I did. I stopped out. I sold before I knew this event was going to take place, and then I may be back into the stock. But let it let it settle for here a little bit. Let Zim settle, and then we're going to probably have another chance at looking at Zim. This is a excellent, excellent checklist. It's got a 100% checklist on this, and it's doing very, very, very well. So this may, we may have another entry on Zim. We've just got to be kind of hanging on and seeing what's going on here. So put this on your watch list. Uh, Zim is definitely watch list worthy. So, you know, um, we're going to wait for an entry on Zim. I don't think Zim has been finished. I just think that, um, you know, we just have to wait until we get an alternate entry because of this payout of this giant, this this giant, giant um, uh, dividend payment. So wait for that, and uh, we will probably have a very, very good opportunity on Zim shipping. So uh, that's definitely something to look at there. All right. Um, all right, thoughts on Neo earnings uh, are tonight. Might be boring. I don't think it's going to be good for Neo. I, I, I think that Neo. I wish I could say that things were going to be good for Neo, but I just think we're going to have some issues. I don't think they're going to be. I think the earnings might be good, but I just don't think the stock is going to do well. I have not been a fan of Neo for a while. I just think that you know. We had this little rally off the bottom, but what's going to happen? I'm almost convinced we're coming up to that uh, that 50-day line. I think we're going to get rejected at the hoop. Uh, we do have some after-hours action. Let's see. You know, the thing about Neo is that it, because it's an Asian stock, it's going to be reporting probably tonight. I don't know when it's going to be reporting, but I just I wouldn't touch this. Let's wait until after earnings to even consider it. I just don't think this one is looking good. So, you know, at, at the at the absolute least, I would not be a buyer until after earnings. So, here's the something you just got to do on Neo is that I think you just have to, you know, you know, wait for earnings. Uh, don't buy, don't buy before earnings. Um, That's the main thing. We got to see how it's going to trade uh, through earnings. I just think we got to wait for for earnings on the. I just it doesn't look right now. It's in a downward trend. Neo's in a downward trend. We want to wait for earnings because you know I I think they might be good, but I don't know if we've arrested this downward trend. I just don't like buying any stock that's below that black line. Of course, that black line being uh, that black line being. 200-day moving average. So I just don't think we can buy this one at this level. It just doesn't look good on that. So, um, <laughs> sorry about that. I wish I could, could, uh, could give you better news. Um, are there any? Oh, Tilray and marijuana stocks. MJ. Here's how I play marijuana, and I haven't done it really for quite a few years. Uh, but there is an ETF that is, interestingly enough, the symbol is MJ, and that's the one I think that you want to buy. The problem with the marijuana industry is that there, I mean, the cannabis industry, excuse me, is that it's a very fragmented area and it has not been doing well as of late, as you can see. Essentially, this industry has been in decline since August of last year. And the reason I show you this um, alternative harvest here, this is called MJ. This is the, this is the cannabis stock. The only, this is not really a good, good, good buy. Tilray also has a problem in that it really is only a stock nationwide in Canada. So problems there. Here's what I would do if I wanted to be in the in this space. And I do think that there are ways to make money in the cannabis space, but not by buying cannabis stocks. And what I'm what I'm talking about here is there is a there is a REIT called um, Innovative Industrial Properties, and it's IIP. I don't know if I've got the right. Let me see if I can get the get the right uh, symbol for that.
I'm, I'm looking up this symbol right now. And I want to see how this one is trading. This is the way I believe really to 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 be in the space. Uh, and yes, it's up. So IIPR, this is the, this is how you really want to play the cannabis space. I don't wouldn't pay it. I wouldn't pay it or pay it directly, but I would buy IIPR. And what IIPR is, is that they are, they sell, I mean, they rent grow spaces to the growers. And that seems to work as a alternative. Now, this is also trading below the 200-day line. So I wouldn't be a buyer until it moves up a little bit. It's all about, it's about 220. Right now it's at uh, 205. So I wouldn't be a buyer until I saw some more strength here. But this might be an alternative way. I'm currently not in the space. Uh, you know, I'm currently not in the space primarily because the, the cannabis space is a very fragmented space, and it's believe it or not hard to make money in the space. Primarily because the legal pot of dealers are having competition from the illegal ones. So, and it's also very, very fragmented. So, very not uh, you know not probably an area that you want to be in right now. I think that oil is a better area, and Potentially, will make more money than, uh, than, than weed right now. All right. Uh, I was asking about NI. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, let me let me uh, let me pull up. Uh, yeah, Neo. I don't think that's going to work. Um, to try to, uh, but let's let's let's. Uh, thank you for, for for putting that NI. And let's see how that's doing. And take a look at that. Yeah, in source. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Insert. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, all right. Let's, and yeah, this is a totally different story here. Totally, 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 totally different story. This is a nice chart. As you can see, we are in an upward trend. By the way, when you're starting to read charts, one of the first things that you do, at least, or at least I was taught to do, was look at the general direction of the chart. And you can see this one's moving up. This one's going from Los Angeles to Boston. I'm liking that. I'm, a, I'm liking that uh, airline trip. We want to go from low to high. I know it sounds corny and simple, but you know, remember the trend is your friend. And the trend is definitely right on this one. Now, this is extended a little bit because the last buy point was right here at about 2850. That was that was basically the last. That was the that was the that was the, the last buy point. So remember, it's buy point plus five percent gives us the buy zone. So we're above that buy zone. So right now. Probably would not be the best time to. Um, I mean, this is not in the traditional buy zone. The question is, can it be bought? Well, there are alternative buy points, and the way we look at that is to see if it's consolidating. And it does look like it is consolidating right at about 30.54. So we are very potentially, we, we potentially could buy this here. We have to be a little bit careful though, because. It is extended, but if we look down here on the moving averages, we're right at about 1.48% above the 10 day line. So I think you definitely could buy it here, but be careful because this one could pull back. Now, if I were a buyer here, and I'm not necessarily knowing if I would be a buyer here, but if I were a buyer here, I would buy right here at this level as it moves above this consolidation right here at about 30. Uh, 54, but I would set my stop loss. I want to show you where I'd set my stop loss. I would set it right at that 20, that 21 day exponential. So I would set my stop loss at 29.75. So very, very tight. Only 25 cents in there. So if I bought here, I would be setting my stop loss so that if it pulls back to 29.75, so if it pulls back to 29.75, I would be out. I would be out just below 30, and the reason I would was because this is where it's potentially going to get support. Uh, so if it does pull back, you are extended, and if it pulls back, it's probably going to get support very near that uh, that green line. That is at about 29.75. You may put a little tad below that, but that's how I would do it. So if I were buying here, I would be buying with a very tight stop loss because we are extended. That's what they call extended. So I really appreciate that. Um, uh, really, really, um, really, that's a really good, uh, really good question on that. So, what I would do is if I were buying here, and this is not a primary buy point, I would 
very careful setting a stop loss at just below 30 at about 29.75 or maybe 29.50. That would be important. We set a stop loss. All right, one last question, and this is on Apple. Thank you so much. Uh, Apple is looking good, as everybody knows. It is a major component of the NASDAQ 100, which, of course, is represented by the ETF, the QQQ. So the question is, is Apple viable at this point? Well, I don't want to buy. I, I, I do like the fact, and I did put in the reversal line here, because I have been watching this one. This little, this little line here is the reversal line, basically showing you, are we going to move higher now uh, into, up, up, in, up into the buy point? The buy point on Apple currently is 175.65. Now we're at 173.52. So if you were to buy here, it's not a bad place to buy. I would buy a half a position. Now, what is a half a position? Well, a half a position is, let's say, imagine your portfolio as a pizza pie with eight slices. And those, those eight slices, each one represents a full position. So if I were going to go move into Apple here, and I definitely think you can at this point because it's starting to look very strong. If you were to move into Apple, first, I would buy a half a position. So I'd buy half of that pizza slice. So if we take eight and we divide it by two, that would give us, uh, and, and we divide it by two, that would give us 16, right? So if we divide that into 100, we're going to get approximately 6.25% of your portfolio. So if you have a $100,000 portfolio, let's just imagine that, that would be nice. Um, we have a $100,000 portfolio, we would multiply that times 6.25%, giving us a total of $6,250 worth of Apple. Now, if you have a $100, if you have a, a portfolio that only is worth, say, $10,000, that would be $625. So that's how I would go in to Apple. I would go in with a half a position. Now, if Apple moves up beyond that, which I think it will do, up to the pivot, which is the buy point at 176, 65, that's where I buy another quarter position. And then as it moves beyond that, above that buy point, into the buy zone, I would buy another quarter position. So that would give me one full position in Apple as it moves up with a very good cost. Because, of course, I'm weighting it to the lower as it's moving up. Also, as you're, as you're in it, push that stop loss up so that if it pulls back, you're not sorry. Now, here's one of the things I think you have to be careful with Apple. Right now, it's been up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days. So I do expect it to pull back tomorrow. So I would not be a buyer until it pulls back, resets, and then moves higher. I think it's very, very likely that it will pull back to the 40-day line. And that right now, put that up on the screen, that 40-day line, I've been very, very verbose here, but I'm sorry, the 50-day line. I do think that we're going to get some support at the 50-day line for Apple. That's 166.33. So we're currently at 173. So I do believe that probably in the next day or two, it's going to pull back to about 166. That's where you want to be buying Apple as it goes up. So thank you for that question. Great, great question on Apple. All right. Well, I have kind of yammered and yammered on. Um, thank you so much for taking a look at my show. Um, I'm going to be back tomorrow, of course, at um, at the same time, 5 o'clock. going to be going over as many stocks as we can. I'm going to show you my portfolio, how I'm trading. Um, and until then, if you want to get on the action trailer, very easy to do. Just go to www.dallastrading4.com. Also, please, and this really helps us get out to a lot of people because um, there's a lot of people out there I think will be interested in this information. Just like it. It helps it helps the algorithms work for us. And by liking Dallas Trading Floor, it gets us out to a lot of people, both on TikTok and on YouTube. So thank you very, very much for that. And of course, uh, we will be back tomorrow at five. If you want to talk, if you want to find out more about the uh, the special Discord service, just go to www.dallastrading.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. That will bring you to the site, and then in the left hand, uh, in the uh, right hand corner, there's a little button. Just push on that. 
that talks about our Discord service. We open the day, typically the trading day, really for the first hour or two, you're going to see exactly how I'm trading and possibly some of the other people in the Discord. And we have a lot of very successful traders in there. And uh, just check that out as well. So I will be back tomorrow at, um, at 5 again. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. Please tell your friends about us and happy trading. <laughs>